Hello and welcome to Bitcoin with Jake. This is actually take two with Corey Tusek. Welcome, Corey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm good. Word, uh... I'm good. A moment of panic as my daughter has switched on the kettle or something and short-circuited the Wi-Fi. So we'll have a crack at the intro. Luckily, we weren't too far in. Um, yeah, so as, as I mentioned, could you let us know a bit about the projects you're involved in today? And then we're going to cycle back and work out what brought you to this point. Yeah, so, um, so right now I have... Um... Uh, movies plus is a streaming platform that I have. It's called, uh, it's called movies plus and, uh, you can check it out, you know, in the app stores, everything like that, but we're a freedom of speech, uh, maximalist platform. Um, so I'm a Bitcoin maxi and a freedom of speech maxi. Um, I like to say, and, uh, you know, so we're, you know, fiercely defending the first amendment here in the United States, but, you know, um, uh, whatever uh, amendment or whatever role it is in other countries to give people a voice because uh, a lot of people are getting silenced and um, and so we wanted to make sure we were standing out against that. Um, so that's, you know, it's a, a streaming platform that, uh, you know, will take down Netflix and all those uh, woke companies one at a time. Awesome. And um, I know you have a podcast as well, Bitcoin Made Simple. Yes, yeah. Bitcoin Made Simple is my podcast. Um I started that to specifically just learn about Bitcoin more myself. Um, and I was like, I, you know, I'm sure like many people listening to many podcasts about um, Bitcoin, which is great that there's always, you know, a plethora of podcasts because there's never too much to learn. Um, and, uh, and so I want to, I was like, I want to talk to these people and ask them questions and, and learn. I was like, if I'm going to do that, I might as well record it, you know, so that's kind of how that came about. And, um, you know, so it's been fun and, you know, we've kind of made a little network out of it and, uh, and continue to, to go. So that's, you know, uh, that's my, my hobby project. And, uh, yeah, but my day job is, you know, I'm the, the CEO, but, uh, it's funny, I say CEO, um, but we have such a small team that like, I also do payroll, um, and a lot of the accounting, and uh human resources um a little customer support you know all that good stuff um awesome so so talk to me more about movies plus then so as an entrepreneur you're setting this business up uh, at the very core you're solving problems so what is the high level problem that you're solving well it started with actually a pro-trump movie which people will think that means i'm this like huge trump supporter and that's not the case i'm like probably, you know, at this point, just so pushed into libertarian, they're all corrupt, you know, uh, mode. So I can't really think, uh, I can't really get behind anybody, but, um, there was a, I was kind of growing tired with the, the woke mob silencing everyone and taking away their voice. And I think that that's, you know, so, um, powerful, you know, like to, to be able to empower people and give them a voice. Um, because I look at it this way with life and with, um, the people's freedoms and, and their ability to use their voice. It's not my right to take it away from someone. So it's not my right to decide whether or not somebody lives or dies. It's not my right to decide whether or not somebody is allowed to have freedom of thought. It's not my right to choose whether or not they can be heard. I don't have to listen to them, but it's not my right. It's not anybody's right to take that away from them. So, you know, fundamentally that's kind of, I mean, you know, for six, seven years. Uh, so to back up a little bit, I guess we'll kind of go, we'll take my film career in reverse, but what led to that beforehand was I was a sales agent, which is somebody who 
um, acquires the rights to movies, sells them to Amazon, you know, Netflix, wherever, you know, and, and gets the royalties and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I would go around to the film, major film festivals all over the world, you know, to Berlin, Cannes Film Festival in France and, um, you know, out to L.A., Toronto. I mean, you know, you name it, I've been there. And, um, you know, going in and out of all these meetings and it's just this like woke, you know, mob that like it was just really, really hard for me to deal with. And I had to like put a smile on and like, you know, pretend like I was totally okay with like everybody that would just sit there and just, you know, like crap all over anything that was, you know, not with the Hollywood agenda. So fast forward to whenever I'm, I'm thinking about Movies Plus, didn't even have the name for it, but it was like, okay, I, the writing was on the wall. I was like, sales agents are dinosaurs. Like back in the day, people with sales agents used to show up to these markets and film festivals and people would buy the movie for a minimum guarantee because it would make X number of dollars. You know, there was a formula. If you put it on the front shelf, like if you put it on one of the front shelves of Blockbuster, it would make X number of dollars. So you, and it had, you know, if it had Nicolas Cage on it, it would make X number of dollars. So you could offer Y to the filmmaker and there you go. Um, so that was kind of falling apart. I saw that. I knew there wasn't a future in that. So I wanted to make a streaming platform and I started thinking about different ways and, and freedom of speech was really what I was focused on. So then uh, in late summer of 2020, um, a, the, this uh, pro-Trump movie came to me called The Plot Against the President and they were worried about um, getting censored. And I said, well, you're definitely going to get censored. Like there's no doubt about it. Um, and uh and they said well, was there a platform that won't censor us and you know can you guarantee that there won't be one and i was like i have my own platform that i was going to roll out next summer but i can fast track it and get it ready for the first week of october and uh and we'll go and she they were like yeah let's do it so um and i was like and i guarantee you i won't take it down because i'm the one that owns it um and so then i got off the phone and i'm like okay uh, what's this company going to be called? Um, what's this streaming platform? And I started thinking like, uh, and I had known how to develop it and put it together and create it. But, um, you know, it was way off into the future of what I was going to do. You know, it was 12 months away. And um, and so I'm like putting my son to, night, uh, to bed and I'm laying there thinking in the quiet and I'm like, movies plus. And I was like, that has to be exist already that has to exist yeah yeah come on get that on dot com forget it yeah exactly yeah. so i start looking and there's no movies plus streaming service there is moviesplus.com goes to some like website that i've tried to get it from them but they don't even yeah it's just this like dead website um but uh so my moviesplus.com was available but so i go downstairs you know from a branding perspective movies plus you know no, nobody's used that name so i i go downstairs i tell my wife i'm like movies plus and she goes, that has to be used. Like, no, I promise you. And so we both like start looking and, and uh, so, yeah, so then uh, movies plus was born um, quickly rendered out the, you know, the logo and everything like that. And, you know, slapped together in the matter of like three weeks, as fast as I could, a streaming platform released the, uh, the plot against the president on there. Um, and it was funny because, you know, 
I was pretty sure that it was going to get uh, censored and, you know, I publish movies to Amazon and everyone else, you know, deliver movies to the, to the big streaming platforms. That was my job. That's what I did for a living. And, um, and we deliver the movie to uh, Amazon and it sits in like it had in the processing, like you can watch the processing and it, it had been reviewed and processed and usually it would take like a day and then it, they would just make sure the file was good and boom, it was available. Um, and it was, it sat there for like two weeks and you know, the filmmakers are asking me like, why isn't it available? Why isn't it available? I was like, I've never seen this before, but like we discussed, you're probably getting censored. So then all of a sudden um, the Hollywood reporter contacts me and is like, what's going on with this uh, Trump movie being um, censored, which obviously this is like, two or three weeks before the election um so you know it was a hot topic for them so i just kind of like riffed and i had no idea like the article i ended up like being i don't know like quoted throughout the entire article and but i just was like i just let them have it because i was sick of how you know like freedom of speech was being trampled and everything was you know all of everything that the woke media the woke companies were doing was flying in the face of freedom of speech and and um, so, yeah, I just kind of I let it go. And I had a friend of mine that he like read it. And afterwards, he said, did you have a publicist put that together? I said, no, actually, I was just like kind of in an anger filled like moment and just said everything that was on my mind. Um, and afterwards, I was like, oh, I hope that sounded good. Um, so, yeah, so it was funny. Then we release the the article come up, comes out and magically within an hour of the article hitting the website on, on Hollywood reporter um, magically, all of a sudden the movie's available on Amazon. So it's so funny how that works. Um, so, yeah, so that, you know, kind of launched us. Um, and then, but then we. Corey, can I just people, ask, sorry. So I'm yeah, a little sure. confused as to how this actually functions. So there was a, it doesn't really matter what the movie is, but there was a movie that wanted to get, uh, published on a streaming platform they were struggling to get any interest with anyone you said actually i'm going to set up my own business and you can stream it via me where does mm -hmm. amazon come into that text oh so yeah so to um so the company my company uh the parent company turnkey um is what the sales agency was the selling movies yep. and then um we have an aggregation business that like people come to us and pay us a flat fee and we put the movie up on different streaming platforms right. um, okay. and you know like itunes wherever you yeah. wherever you can stream a movie we get it there um so the uh so i said i i said i will get them up there on all the other platforms that, you, that i can get it on but it's probably going to get censored um, and that's when they said, what about, do you know, anywhere that it won't censor? So basically I took, I created movies plus made it my own new platform and then made it available as part of like the plethora of, you know, like our, our lineup of platforms that we put yep. them on. Yeah. But for and a brief so period the, of time, it was the only one on, it was the only one that had it. I see. Sorry. So, so you, you'd, as an aggregated business, you added movie plus movies plus, you mm -hmm. posted that on movies plus and all the other platforms slash Amazon specifically didn't for some reason. And it wasn't until the article came out that they then suddenly did. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. I've caught up understood. Okay. One of my, my main questions to this whole freedom of speech thing is of course critical, but some of the issues we've seen in recent times is, you know, the app store is willing to literally just take you off it. Right. Yep. The, the AWS yeah. might be your server 
uh, back end and they'll just switch you off. Um, so I'm intrigued just as an entrepreneur, how you plan to navigate that in the future. I mean, you, you, you have to, in some ways, um, use third party providers to build your product. And if those parties are in some way corrupted, then is it possible to even build a truly freedom of speech platform? Um, I'm sure you've thought about this a lot more than I have. So I'd love to understand a bit more about it. Like what does that yeah. process look like? Yeah, actually, um, that is it's also part of the what made me um become a, a bitcoin maxi but um uh it actually so yeah i mean i've looked at it from the beginning and i'm like you can you know it doesn't matter like part that uh parlor parlay app whatever that was like the twitter knockoff um that is a classic example because you know they banned trump uh, trump from twitter but he was on parlor and then all of a sudden the app stores say, well, you know, we're not going to list it in the app store, but you know, they're still their own company. They have their own website. We can't shut them down. And then, you know, Amazon web services is like, well, we're not going to host them anymore. You know what I mean? So it's exactly as you described it, where it is, uh, it is a, uh, you have the, so many attack vectors on freedom of speech. So the idea is to limit them. Um, so I had this idea and it's hardly, you know, like unique, um, but uh, for a streaming platform, um, it made me start thinking about, you know, over the Bitcoin network, we could have a decentralized server farm because basically to host to host the movies, I need them to be on servers scattered across the world. And the, the way it works tech wise is the point of least resistance is how it gets to your house. So if you watch something on Netflix or Movies Plus, um, you call it up. And it sends you little 15 second data packs that is like, here's 15 seconds of the movie you're watching. The next 15 seconds is downloaded, buffered, ready to go. The third 15 seconds is buffering. And the fourth one is downloading. And that's a constant cycle while you're streaming. Um, and it's constantly happening in the background, but you don't see it. That Those files are coming from a server farm. And basically the point of least resistance between where that file is hosted, how it can get to you. Um, so I started thinking about, you know, it was really the lightning network when I, you know, read the white paper for the lightning network and I'm like, oh crap. I'm like, this could be done over Bitcoin. Um, and so I was like thinking about the idea for a while. And then I, I had Ben Ark come on. Um, he does LN bits. Um, and uh, he's kind of like an inventor and, and does all kinds of stuff on the lightning network. And I talked to him and he's like, oh, yeah, it's totally possible. Um, and then I've been like texting with John Carvalho and he's, you know, asking questions because basically it's running over Tor. But like if you run a Bitcoin node and you have, let's just say you have a 10 terabyte node or a, a one terabyte, five terabytes, whatever it is, you could, in theory, download all of the movies from Movies Plus, host them, and then um, over the Lightning Network, you be the person that serves the video file so like if your neighbor is watching then you're the one hosting it and it's done through tour so it's private but on the lightning network um something that, that uh, ben arc was saying you know with like a hash function i don't understand i'm not the tech person but um you know you could attribute who served it and then actually pay them sats mm -hmm. so like the money we pay server farms we could then take that and say okay um, per data pack will pay X number of sats and then um, have Bitcoiners start hosting the files. 
And then if that works, um, I mean, it can work. So we need to, you know, start building it slowly um, and put it in, in place and grow it over the next maybe four to five years so that in five years, somebody can come to us and say, we're going to cancel movies plus, or we're going to cancel, you know, whatever streaming platform it is. And we're going to say, good luck. You can't, you know, like I want somebody to be, I want my goal is for somebody to come to me and say that movie offended me. I want it erased from all servers and not be able to be played on movies plus. And for me to be able to say, I literally can't delete it. Like, I don't know who all the nodes are. I don't know who's hosting it. It's private and it's, and it's you know, freedom of speech. That's what it is. It's, it's true decentralized server farm that, um, that is, you know, backing is basically running over the Bitcoin network. Wow. Absolutely epic. Build it, Corey. It is needed yeah. in this world today. I mean, what the fuck is going on around us? People can just switch off a TV show or switch off someone for saying the wrong thing on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or, you know, you name it, right? It's you can go on Twitter censorship and mute has a word. Been insane, you know. Oh, I'm not sure about this vaccination. Below, if you would like to know about COVID-19 vaccines, click on this fact checker. Okay, what's the fact checker? Oh, it's run by Reuters. What's Reuters? Reuters is a centralized media business, which has the same board director as Pfizer. Oh, yeah. yeah, cool. No worries, guys. Yeah, yeah. We trust the fact checker straight away. Fuck yeah. off. Like, oh, it's yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So, I mean, nobody's it, using their logic. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. I mean, that's what, like, if anybody's out there listening, because, um, I mean, as a company, we're doing well. And we're growing, um, but it's like one of those things that like I'm really antsy to get that growing and that requires capital. Um, so if anybody is a VC in the Bitcoin world, oh, and also we do hold Bitcoin on our balance sheet, obviously. Um, but we, um, you know, if anyone's a VC that's interested, um, you know, the only reason I'm interested is because it could fast track what i want to get done which is basically this lightning idea With capital, um, you know uh that would bring things to the to the present as opposed to it being something that probably is nine months away from like actually sitting down and being like all right let's go um but you know or if just everybody that's listening uh, signs up for movies plus and you know we get to a million subscribers i'll have no problem doing it but um but we yeah, it, it needs to be done. And the thing, the beautiful thing is, uh, Ben, whenever I was talking to him about it, um, it was funny because I wanted to pitch the idea to him after the show. Um, I was talking to him about this like point of sale device that he made that works over without the internet um, uh, for lightning payments. And then it ended up basically happening on the show. And, um, and he's, you know, uh, he's like, yeah, you could end up like I could create on the dashboard when people go into their node and all of a sudden movies plus would show up and it's like, Hey, host these files. And like, you could click it and it would download everything. And obviously it would be protected and encrypted. So people couldn't rip the movies out. Um, and then all of a sudden, like if it starts working really well, then like Netflix is going to look at it and go, wait a minute, we pay like, you know, I don't know, probably hundreds of millions of dollars at this point on server farms we could cut that down by you know 95 percent if we made it available on the you know 
decentralized movies plus server farm that they've created you know it's not something that we don't i don't know what it would be called um but we could you know they they'd look at it and go and you know obviously they wouldn't switch the you know flip the switch immediately but they would go let's test it out let's put some stuff on there so all of a sudden one day you know ben was like all of a sudden somebody could show up you know go to their node homepage and see that netflix was available do you want to start hosting netflix files well sure you know would you want to get paid sats to serve files to somebody next door that's watching netflix absolutely you know it, it it's like costs you nothing um takes up a little bit of your bandwidth but yeah do it and then all of a sudden um it basically is the free market working where all of these platforms are going to go you know what it's cheaper to do it on this decentralized platform um then you know we'll keep we'll keep one server farm or a couple server farms to to be a backup but we'll you know we'll, we're gonna start migrating everything over to this decentralized um and then before you know it you know the entire i mean they don't even actually have to migrate it that's the beauty of it is that they could start seeing that their traffic is mainly coming going through the the decentralized server farm so like if if you know netflix is like hey let me think about it let me make it available and all of a sudden there's plebs out there downloading and serving and then all of a sudden they go hey this is working and, and more people start talking about it and they go hey uh, the network effect you know hey download it get a node download it you make money for serving files to somebody else and then you know that's like a soft entry for people into bitcoin and uh vice versa then all of a sudden you know it just slowly eats the entire world of streaming and data where even you know twitter and everybody else is like why would i you know use these server farms let me let me see if i can get you know implement it on on uh people's private servers at home and next thing you know it just keeps going that way it, it eats it devours everything in the in the server farms are a thing of the past and they maybe hold on to it just to you know to have something as a backup in case you know there's a cataclysmic event but um yeah that's you know the idea in a nutshell um and it's funny because that's what made me a bitcoin maxi um is that i was like i was basically a bitcoin maxi from probably like summer of 2020 um and but i don't think i really knew it like i held one eth like i had sold off anything else and was all into Bitcoin and I was like, oh, I'll hold this ETH just in case it 100Xs or whatever, you know what I mean? Like still just thinking, like, I don't know. I don't know why I was thinking that way. Didn't really understand um, everything. So then fast forward, we make Movies Plus um, and because of the Trump movie, it gets a lot of interest from people and our seed investors came on board or were come, you know, came on board, but we had people sniffing around. Um, you know, to that wanted to invest, including the people that we ended up going with. Um, but I started putting together the investor deck like late 2020. And I'm sitting there putting together this idea for the decentralized server farm and pitching it, you know, like this is part of the company. And as I'm pitching it, I'm like, you know, the idea was that it was going to be an ICO. It was going to be its own token. And the hash functions that would happen over lightning really at the time, I was like, well, obviously it would have to be like a movies plus coin, you know, and, and people get paid in that. And then, you know, it would, it could benefit us greatly. And then I started thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. Like I read the lightning, uh, the lightning networks white paper. And I, I realized I'm like, this could be done over lightning. Like, why would I, why would I do it 
any other way. And I started thinking, okay, well, it's because of the ICO. Why would I do the ICO? And I realized the only reason to do the ICO and create something that's not Bitcoin is to enrich yourself. There's no other reason. And believe me, I would love to be rich. Like who wouldn't want to have more money than they have? You know what I mean? Um, but that didn't sit right with me. You know, it's like make money the right way. Um, and so, you know, I credit my parents for, you know, giving me, I guess, values and in uh, helping me realize that like, wait a minute, all these other things are scams. They're just trying to take your money and they, everything that's of any value that any of the shit coins do is going to be living on top of Bitcoin in the future. Case in point with Ethereum, you know, where they were like, it needs to have faster payment, blah, 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 Bitcoin cash, all that stuff. It needs to be quicker. And the lightning network. I mean, that was like, you know, that was the lightning, <laughs> lightning bolt for me, you know, where it was just like, boom. Yeah, no, it can be done. It's going to be done on top of Bitcoin. Um, and Guy Swan, you know, put it really good for me. He said like, you know, Bitcoin is the, the protocol layer base layer of money for the future you know and there's like you know the the internet protocol ip that is the base layer like we don't use multiple internets we we go to we might use all you know browsers you know like you might use uh mozilla or brave or whatever or safari or chrome whatever you want it's the free market it's built on top of the the protocol layer so once i kind of had that understanding and everything i was like I like pulled the reins back and was like, yeah, I cannot make a shitcoin. And basically at that point was a Bitcoin maxi. I um I had that ETH sitting there and then I I interviewed um Daniel Prince in uh February. He was the first person I interviewed for my show, February of 2021. And um and I actually admitted to him, I said, I actually do have one ETH. And he was like, after we were recording, he's like, What are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. And so I actually, I sold it. Um, and, uh, and was like, that was, that was it. And uh, full on full fledged Bitcoin maxi, um, you know, to the point where, you know, we, you know, my, I have partners that are like, Hey, um, you know, we could do a NFT on movies plus, or, you know, all these things, all these things come to me, people pitch things all the time. Um, and it's tempting because I could have taken the money, but I won't do it. Um, you know, but I, I can see where other people get tempted and, you know, um, but I've, I've put my foot, I've put my stake in the ground to know, like it's, it's Bitcoin only. And now freedom of speech wise, if somebody comes with an Ethereum documentary, then I have to, I have to let them play it. Um, because I can't take their voice away. My theory behind it is that you won't find many Ethereum documentaries. You don't find them because if you show it, then people will see what it really is, which is complete and total crap. And so, you know, Ethereum is lies. All the shit coins are full of lies. Bitcoin is truth. So, you know, freedom of speech, something like Bitcoin that's truth, they don't, it, it doesn't matter. You'd be like, yeah, talk about it all you want. It, the more you talk about it, the more people will see that it's true when you talk about the truth. But, you know, things like Ethereum and any shit coin, it's like, you know, sitting there in the darkness and the, they, they want to be in the darkness. They don't want the spotlight on them. They don't want people to talk about them. So that's why there isn't, you know, ETH documentaries and everything like that. And the, you would have to bend over backwards to try and spin it to, to make it look like it's not the, the complete and total shitcoin scam that it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, 
I said a lot. <laughs> um, no, it's great, know, that, Corey. No, it's great. Uh, sorry, I got on a little bit of a rant there. I realized. No, get, get involved. That's the whole point of these conversations. The, the, the subject's just, it's just so rich. There's, there's so many angles to it. Um, and freedom of speech, like, what is that? What does that mean? What should it be? What shouldn't it be? as a conversation is massive, right? How do we build society? This is kind of what this whole thing leads you towards. And mm -hmm. the truth is, we don't know the answer perfectly per se, but let's, let's try and find out. And as soon as you realize that that's the kind of level playing field that you could work at, like working on freedom of speech, like using film to convey a story has, you know, basically turbocharged what humans previously did which was sit around campfires and talk and tell stories right you can now mm -hmm. visually see someone's depiction of a story and it's just it's crazy it's entertainment but it's also informational educational you name it but the idea that there are some middlemen that have agendas of their own that are able to turn things on and off or create things that spin things a certain way like what do we know is it is yeah. it true is it not true what, what's everything i've learned my whole life i don't fucking know in some ways so oh, yeah as soon as you realize that actually, so Ethereum's that, Bitcoin's this. So if I just stick with Bitcoin, the returns are going to be like extraordinary anyway. And not only that, I then get to engage in a subject as incredible as freedom of speech. Well, yeah, fuck it. Drop the shit coins. Like it's just the yeah. most obvious thing ever, right? So, uh, so, so Corey, oh, yeah. what, what I'm intrigued to, to dive into a bit more deeply is you talked about um, uh, the woke mob. Um, what does the woke mob mean to you? And then we'll play that into like what Movies Plus can do to, to perhaps combat what you see as a problem. Uh, the woke mob is the people that are stirred up by people with special interests in um, driving divisiveness in our culture, in our life, in the, our world. Um, so the woke mob is, you know, really a fringe group of people that, hate to have anything go against what they want but you know what like that's life things don't always go the way you want them to it's part of life you know you just have to suck it up and move on um so if you don't like the fact that somebody called you referred to you in a way that you don't like i'm i'm sorry that happened to you move on it's over so anyways it's this fringe group that just cannot accept that they are not being catered to on a 24 seven ba uh, basis and they need their voice heard and they want to live their truth, which is total bullshit because there is no thing as multiple truths. There's one truth. And so like you can live what you call your truth. That doesn't mean that it's real. It doesn't mean it's the truth. Um, I'm not going to interfere with what you want to do in your life. I believe in freedom. As long as you, what you're doing doesn't infringe on my freedoms then do whatever you want. I don't care. But there's this group, this group that just can't sit there. Like they're just not happy. So like if they're listening to this, they're probably freaking out on the inside and sitting there and like, you know, clawing at their skin and like ripping their hair out because they're just so mad because they're so desperate to be liked and wanted and accepted by everyone else that they're like, you know, they can't stand, you know, like I said, do whatever you want. They're like, that's not good enough for them. Everyone has to approve of what I am and what I say I am. And everyone has to like me for it. And it's like, that's not how the world works. 
if you're a, you know, if you're a straight edge, you know, like <laughs> Christian versus like the complete opposite atheist, it doesn't work that way. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to accept you. Get over it. Move on. Why do, why does that matter so much? So that's what the woke mob to me is. And I think basically the powers that be, you know, the 13 powerful families that rule the world, um, they, you know, they want to keep the plebs fighting amongst themselves. You know, um, the old saying of, you know, the king and queen, what do they want to see when they look over the wall of their, you know, of their castle? They want to see people fighting in the streets because if they're fighting in the streets amongst themselves, they're not going to come after them. Um, so that's what we're seeing with the divisiveness in the, in the woke mob where like, you know, they, they try and drum up the average person to be like, are you against like, the, you know, it's like they get really worked up about something and then they make a generalized statement that like really nobody would be against. And they'd be like, are you against that? And you're like, no, like, uh, why would I be against that? And they're like, well, then you're with us. And these people over here are against that. You know what I mean? And like, they, they just pit two people, two groups of people against each other. And they try to manipulate you with social media, with the movies that you're watching, with everything you're seeing. And they're trying to slyly put it in there. And it's just like, I won't, like, I won't deal with, it. I won't stand for it because like <laughs> I lived in the city, like not city, but like more city than where I'm at now. And like you talk about things, we were always going to maybe move out like of the more urban areas. We move like COVID has opened my eyes to all the bullshit that's out there. And I'm like, I'm, I'm moving to where it's not going to affect me. Like, like that's the only thing, their feelings, you feel something that doesn't mean that you are that like, if you feel sad, that doesn't mean you are a sad person. That means you're experiencing sad feelings. Do you want to just be a vegetable? Do you just want to be a, a cucumber that sits there with no emotions for the rest of your life? I actually enjoy, like, it, it's not enjoy being sad, but like when I feel the ups and downs of life, I'm like happy because it means I'm experiencing things. That means I'm a human. That means I'm not sitting there and I didn't just become a vegetable numb to life, you know? So, you know, part of life is managing those, the, the, how the feelings affect you and how you move with it. But we're talking about feelings and you can't affect, I can't help how other people are going to act to me, but I can, I can help, I can control the way that I react to their actions. And that's something that the woke mob has really lost, has lost the, uh, you know, their, their mind over. They, they want to control everything. And, um, and it's really this small fringe group that's just going to lose their mind um, over anything that doesn't go their way. And they're going to completely flip out and throw a tantrum like a two-year-old. And, you know, I mean, what do you do with kids that flip out and try to get their way? Do, what do you do? Do you give them, do you reward them? Well, that's what the current system does. The current system rewards them. It's like, hey, you did it. Like you did this you know, you, you, you deserve to be, you know, celebrated and, and walked around and, you know, paraded around as a, as a hero. Um, and that's the, we're sending the wrong messages, you know? So like you, you see the leaked zoom call of Disney trying to, you know, like groom children. And it's like, you know, I don't know if you saw that, but like Disney plus I was like, know. 
yeah, basically trying to groom children. And it's like, like, why do kids need to be talking about sex at all? Like, it doesn't need to be a topic. Like, that, that isn't a thing that is in their mind at all. So get the fuck away from them. And I, like, <laughs> over my dead body, will I let that happen to the kids in my family and the kids and kids in general? Like, if you think you're going to come in here and push your ideology on kids that aren't asking for it, no kid is thinking about sex. No kindergartner is thinking about sex. Why do we have to make it a topic? Like, they... <laughs> They, I, I was just, we were just watching an episode of uh, Modern Family, and I thought it was so well how they did it. Um, the, the gay couple had their daughter that, you know, they adopted the Asian, uh, the Vietnamese um, daughter, and she was like maybe five years old or something in the episode. And, um, and she told um, uh, Sofia Vergara's character, she told her that she was gay. And like, you know, it, and she was like, and Sophia was like, oh, what? And so like the, the parents are talking to her and she's like, you know, well, you know, you and daddy are gay. So I'm gay, you know, like so-and-so and so-and-so's parents are Italian and he's Italian, you know what I mean? And it's like, and I love the way they did that in that episode. And there's probably a lot of like really, really conservative Christians that would get really upset by that. And like, why are you talking about it? But it's like, it presented it in such a good way where it's like, these kids are not thinking about it. They don't, that, they're not thinking that way. So why are we pushing that? So it's like, you have Disney who, if they want to try, if Disney wants to implode and completely ruin their business, then go ahead and try and push that crap on kids. But parents will leave and flock in droves away from them and go towards platforms. I mean, there's other platforms out there, but Movies Plus will be one of them that's sitting there saying like, look, we're freedom of speech. So if somebody wants to push some woke ideology, go ahead, put it up there, but you'll find out that there's not a market for it because most people don't really think that's normal. There's, there's not a market for these absurd thoughts that they're trying to push out there. And you can't make money off of things that don't really, that don't have a market. You know what I mean? So it's like, go ahead. Like, what do you want to lose money on movies constantly? Like that's what you see in the box office, you know, and in Disney, I mean, they're, they push all this ideology and all these agendas through and it completely destroys the basis of what entertainment is which is storytelling like that's where disney has lost it because if i won't go on this rant i promise but like disney completely screwed up star wars to me star wars is real star wars and then disney's stuff is fan fiction and they it's because they were more concerned with serving agendas i mean they went so far as to they cast an Asian girl to boost sales in China in one of the movies. And then they found out afterwards that the Asian populations are very racist against each other. And she wasn't Chinese. And because of that, the Chinese were really upset and it kind of hurt their sales. So it's like, no matter what you do, Disney, it's going to fail. You cannot please everybody. It's not going to happen. And their, their, their storytelling is, is really hurting because of it. Um, I mean, you know, the Marvel movies are, you know, entertaining, but like they, they have no substance to them. They're so, they're so shallow, you know? And like, I remember like in the one, like Captain America versus 
uh, Iron Man movie or whatever it was, Civil War. And like, you know, it was like really edgy moment where Tony Stark was like, I'm going to punch you in your perfect little teeth. And it's like, ooh, wow. Like we actually almost showed some emotion here um, in, a, in, a, in a Disney movie. So it's just, they're, they're focused on the wrong things. And, um, but it's the reason they're focused on the wrong things is because they're getting fed money from these controlling elites that want to push a narrative. And, um, you know, so they, they don't really see losses. Um, you know, through things like money printing and all the manipulation, uh, people that hold these, you know, these companies, the, the shareholders of these companies are the ones where all that pr printed money flowed to, you know, and, um, you know, so whether it's Walmart or it's, it's Disney, it's, it's all flowing to them. It's increase, it's pumping their bags and, uh, continuing to spread, uh, widen the wealth gap. And, and I mean, these people in Hollywood are just so corrupt that like, I mean, Harvey Weinstein, like I never had firsthand knowledge of anything, but I heard like, I, I mean, if you, when I heard the news that came out that he, you know, was being accused of all these things, I was like a hundred percent guarantee you that's happening. Guaranteed that that has been happening for years. Like I, I know it, it is such a cesspool and, you know, so it's just, I mean, I kind of hesitated whenever I went into making movies plus because I liked, I was like, oh, I'm happy. I'm in the movie business. I make, you know, money and I can maybe have a little bit of a creative influence on things. Um, but if I wanted to make a change in the world, I had to, you know, grow some balls and get out there because uh, like I came back from LA one time and I was talking to a priest friend of mine and, uh, and he said, he said, Ooh, you're messing with the devil. Like devil doesn't like that. Devil's going to come after you. And I was like, shit. Um, so, you know, you just have to stay focused, stay centered. And, and, uh, and, you know, it is, it is true. There's a lot of evil out there. And a lot of that evil is in this cesspool of, um hollywood but there's a cesspool of politics there's a cesspool of banking there's a cesspool in every industry and um you know it's time to shine a light on them um because you know what they don't like it you know the the last thing that i my theory on trump is why that he was so hated by everybody is because all trump was was a mirror he held a mirror up because trump's a disgusting sleazeball that slept with a porn star while his wife was at home with his newborn and that's what all of them are. He's one of them. And he held a big mirror up and they all looked in the mirror. And you know what the devil doesn't like to do? Look at how ugly he is. And that's exactly what happened. So that's why there was such a fierce reaction whenever he got out there. And it's, I don't know. I mean, I kind of enjoyed watching them flip out and squirm. It's funny though, when you take a more libertarian philosophy, which inevitably Bitcoin helps to teach you, government is inept everywhere and oh. to your point about covid i mean it's been a real awakening process for me just seeing how easily they pulled a few levers and suddenly you're incarcerated in your own home without any choice whatsoever as to your own health like what do you mean i can't decide like is it dangerous is it not well i'll decide for myself thank you oh to get out of the house you need me to have a medical experiment well i can decide that for myself thank you very much and, you know, whether or not you did or didn't do it, that should be your choice. But if you're locked out the pub, you're not allowed to travel internationally. And in fact, your job's on the line, then, hey, that's not really freedom of choice, is it? That's no. 100% coercion. Yet you've got these fucking moron politicians that stand up on live TV 
talking about how we've got a free country. You know, it just, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. And so, you know, thankfully, just in my personal case, it's made me ask some questions that weren't necessarily such big problems in my life because I was just getting on with life. And then suddenly you get hit in the face. You know, hang mm -hmm. on, what, what the hell's happening? And you dig a little deeper and you dig a little deeper. And to your point, I mean, I'm loving all the points you're raising. I don't need to jump in at any point, Corey. It's great because I kind of, I agree with, with all of it, essentially. Um, what, what intrigues me is this, this idea of, as an industry insider in the movie business, there is an obvious incentive model at play, which is effectively like any business, not who's the user, who's the customer. Okay, the customer is the person that pays you. All right, so who's paying Walmart? Who's paying Hollywood? All right, what do they want? Well, I think it probably circles back to your original point, which is that they want people fighting between each other. So they don't pay attention to what's actually going on, which is effectively a, a centralized money printer that rules the world. And someone can make money out of thin air at the touch of a button, whereas we have to go to work for it. You know, this is the biggest injustice yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's so obvious once you see it. You're like, hang on. So they just print money, give it to their mates and buy everything before anyone else can get it. And then they, inflation eats everything. <laughs> it's just so insanely unfair. You're like, how, how did we not realize this before? And perhaps it's because of the use of film and media to, you know, entertain us. I always love that scene in, uh, in Gladiator when Commodus becomes president or whatever, and the, and the senators are like, he's smart, give them games, you know, distract them. And, yeah. uh, and you're like, well, that's, that's what the World Cup fucking is, isn't it? Like yeah. nation states pitting it out against each other to be the champion of the world. And you're like, well, hang on, what is a country? Why, why, what? Oh, this doesn't make any sense. And then you can, it can actually scare you in a sense because you're like, and now you're questioning everything. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow. yeah. So, so I'm intrigued, Corey, in terms of um, basically, we have a lot in common. Great to meet you. Thank okay. you for sharing all of that. Um, freedom of speech is the ability to, to say whatever the fuck you want because you're allowed to say whatever you want. And that then goes into your thoughts. And what you were talking about earlier was that people feel a certain way. Well, that's your thought. Like, I could think about raping and killing small children. I'm not pedophilic rapist because i had that thought and you end up in a very dangerous position where people are effectively trying to be the thought police you can't you because you can't i feel a certain way you have to feel it well no that's actually not true at all i can feel however i want and equally i can think or say whatever i want and at the other end of the spectrum you have people who talk about freedom of speech but oh, it's become hate speech no 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 that's not allowed well, why do you think this guy's willing to blow himself up and all these people around him? Probably because his kids got shot by some drone halfway around the world. You know, who knows what the incentive yeah. model is. But the, the point is, is if you aren't able to say what you feel and think, then it spills into violence. And so if you don't allow freedom of speech on a true sense, then you end up with a violent world, no? And so, yeah, oh, yeah. I just, just, just dive into that a bit more. I'd love to hear your thoughts. No, hundred percent. Because I and mean, you can think what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll see what comes out of my head. Which probably most of the stuff that I'm saying is going to get me like canceled, put on some kind of list or whatever. But um, you know, such as life. Uh, so I'd rather be who I am than you know, like whatever they want me to be. Um, but uh, yeah. So 
back to the question of, um, you know, uh, how exactly did you frame that again? It was like the freedom of thought and oh, sorry, how did you well, frame that? I was just saying how um, if you're not able to say how you think and feel, it, oh, and it how it goes into violence. Into violence. Yeah. And yeah. so in a world in which people are getting upset because people don't think the same way that they do, at what point does that kind of speed up violence? And the fact that there's someone out there arbitrarily saying, oh, you've now become hate speech and we're not, hate speech isn't allowed. So, well, hang well, on, who's policing what hate speech is? And so there's this kind of, you're either, you either believe in freedom of speech or you don't, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You either believe in it or you don't. And it's essential because, because we have, as human beings, we have outlets. You know, we feel things, like you said, we feel things, we have thoughts. Um, and they need to be expressed in certain ways. It could be expressed by gardening. It could be expressed by exercising. It could be expressed with words. It could be expressed with many different ways, creatively, artistically. Um, but we can't, it's the more those get bottled up. So the things that you want to say, if you can't say them anymore, and you have to stop saying them, even if it's just self-censoring because you're afraid of what's going to happen and YouTube's not going to play this video, you have to, you're, you're basically choking off the exhaust valve of, of where those thoughts and things are going to go. So what they're going to do is they're going to then come back into your head and they're going to bounce around in your head and get more aggressive and get more out of control and then eventually you're either going to explode i mean that's like in a like you know relationships and stuff like that where it's like if you don't say something for a very long time that's bothering you all of a sudden you just explode and it comes out and it sounds way worse than it's really supposed to really sounds it's it's it sounds worse than what you even mean but it's because you you built it up in this pressure that's just you know and God, then you're a sudden, fucking bitch <laughs> exactly and it's like no you didn't mean that like you didn't and it's like um so you you know if you can if you try and control that that energy that people have created and it's funny bitcoin and energy all that kind of stuff but like that energy needs to go somewhere that that needs an outlet and so if you don't let somebody you know, if they're angry about something and they can't say something about how they're angry about it, that anger gets internalized and it's going to come up uglier at a later time. So, you know, like you said, where somebody, they don't have an outlet, so they then maybe start resorting to violence. Um, you know, so we have on one hand, the money is completely broken and causing these forever wars. And then freedom of speech and the ability to express yourself is being controlled and manipulated by basically the same people. Um, so both of those things cause a lot of friction in society and like really heat up the tension between people. And, um, and that's where you, the conflict arises. And that's where, you know, you get people that, uh, you know, I mean, just like the, the things we've seen recently in the news and everything like people are like, Oh, we need mental health outreach and we need to ban guns and we need to do this and that. And it's like, we need to have to do all of those things. Like, how about we need to do all of those things? Like we don't, we, we can't ban guns. Good luck. You know what I mean? Like, I love that argument where people are like, get rid of guns. And it's like, 
you you got drugs you know cocaine's illegal people still use it you know what i mean like they're they're going to find it like most of the crime is done with illegal illegally possessed weapons you know what i mean like people will find a way to harm each other um so it's just like if we have a more open and a free society where people aren't getting taken advantage of, where people are allowed to think what they want to think and have their own freedoms, and then also at the same time, not feel like they're on a slippery slope where their, their money is a melting ice cube underneath them that they're never going to get to the top of the mountain of, um, you know, I think we'd have a much politer, a much happier and a much safer society. Um, you know, and, and I'll tell you what, I, love like the wild west you know when it comes to like violence and stuff it's like you're not gonna go in and sucker punch somebody in the wild west because everybody's got a gun <laughs> you're not going in and just sucker punching somebody and like mike tyson even said you know people the internet has given the ability the the, the people the ability to say things without consequences so that's the, the other thing the that's face, the, yeah. exactly yeah i mean that's the other side of the coin is that people don't want consequences to their actions and it's like, I'm, I have some bad news for you. Your actions do have consequences, good and bad. And you have to face that. You have to accept that. Guess what? You will at some point, you know, whether it's in this world or the next, you'll find out um, that your actions had consequences. So you can push it off. You can defer it as long as you want. But, you know, so freedom of speech. Sure. Go ahead and say something to Mike Tyson's face. Find out what happens. You know, there's a reason you don't say that. There's a reason you're not an asshole. There's a reason you're not mean to people because when you're mean to people and you see the way they reacted, it's a human nature to go, oh, I didn't like that. I didn't like making that person feel that way. That sucked. So I'm not going to do it again. But on the internet, we're just like, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. So we have no freedom of speech. But yet again, we have people that just like anonymously will say whatever the hell they want. Um, and whatever mean things comes into their mind because they never face the consequences. Um, it's like so, a total yeah, lack of accountability, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so you need to be able to have freedom of speech, but also have accountability for your actions. You know, like, um, for example, if Kevin Hart, um, you know, t Kevin Hart 10 years ago, 15, 12 years ago, something like that, he had homophobic tweets. And he apologized for them. And then he announced he was going to be the host of the Oscars. And the Oscars, people found those old tweets and they were like, oh, look at him. He's a bigot. And he was like, I apologize. Like, I didn't mean, like, I, I don't feel that way anymore. And they canceled him and they wanted him to apologize and bend his knee down to them. And it's like, no, if he did the opposite, if he got announced as the Oscars host and came out with all these inflammatory, bigoted statements, then yeah, his actions have consequences. Cancel him, fire him. If you walk into your job and say mean, insulting shit to everybody, guess what? You're going to get fired. Like that's going to happen. So you, there are, your actions have consequences. But that doesn't mean that everything you did in the past is something that's a, a permanent mark against you. You know, we don't believe in people getting better. We don't believe in, do we not believe in reconciliation and, and people being sorry and giving forgiveness? And, you know, so it's like those things are what are all causing all the problems in society is the fact that everything you've ever done is by society standards, a permanent mark against you. 
that you can't wash off no matter what you do to better yourself or make yourself a better person. At the same time, they don't let you say what you really want to say if it doesn't fit their agenda. It's crazy, isn't it? Wow. And maddening. What's what's cool, Corey, in a sense, is I mean, you are, you're not the first and you will not be the last person I interview on this podcast that sees a more optimistic future as a result of coming across Bitcoin, which at the end of the day is a tool, right? All tools are mm-hmm. used in different ways. You can use a mobile phone to um, <clears throat> call in some drugs or you can, you know, call your grandma. Like, is yep. that right? Is that wrong? Whatever. It's a tool. You can use a knife to cook your dinner or you could stab someone in the heart. They are different, you know, different ways of using a tool. Bitcoin will have all sorts of ramifications as a tool that we haven't yet predicted. Um, but there's no doubt that some of the the really glaring issues in modern society today that are caused by the fact that there is someone out there that can make money out of thin air, that yeah. will be... Um, the incentive model is broken, basically, when there's a neutral monetary network that people can utilize to store their time and energy in. It's like, okay, cool. Well, you can fund Walmart or Disney or whoever you want for as long as you want. But at the end of the day, unless you've got Bitcoin, you can't pay them. So how are you going to fund your your messaging or your, your setup, whatever it might be? Um, so it's very interesting to think about what these ramifications might be. Um, we're coming up to an hour, Corey, which I, I normally try to, to finish up at. Um, thank you so much for sharing all of your thoughts. It's been really interesting. And I absolutely see not only a, an opportunity as an early stage business to build something big. You know, you look at Amazon today and a lot of the, the value that Amazon is, is driving is actually AWS. It's got nothing to do with the original yeah. business they created. So the idea of, of leveraging a decentralized computer network that Bitcoin is in order to become a, a system that cannot be switched off with information dissemination on top, i.e. entertainment or educational, whatever it might be, awesome opportunity. Like, I don't know what the valuation of, of Amazon is today, but I'm sure I saw a report recently that 75% of the valuation of Amazon is AWS. Oh, yeah. So when you talk 100%. to a venture capitalist, you want to say, look at the value of, a, of, of AWS. That's what we can try and get, but on a decentralized nature. You think, okay, that's a really interesting market to go after. And then obviously there are the nice to haves, which is philosophically, there'll be investors out there that will align with your view of the world and think, yeah, damn right. It's absolute bullshit that this is going on. Let's Mm -hmm. fund a new tool that's on top of this nascent technology, Bitcoin, that will help to improve that situation. So I see a very, a very bright future there. So good luck. Um, no, thank la- last you. question, Corey, it. is really like about the future, basically. So, and you don't um, have to cap it. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I'm really going on with my answers. No, so. no, no, no. I, I think uh, I, I like an hour because people can sit down, they can get a snapshot of someone's yeah. life, and um, you know, if they want to learn more about you or whatever, they can, you know, go down the hole and, and yeah. look at your your podcast, etc. <laughs> they so can ask talking. me. I'll say it. Um, um, but yeah, equ- yeah, equally, I, I, I've got my my fiat mining job is ticking in the background, so I've got to get some work done, but. Um, the future, Corey. So what does the future have in store? You're building Movies Plus. Um, just talk to me a bit about how you see the next couple of years playing out. Um, so yeah, so Movies Plus, I think, you know, over the next couple of years will continue to grow. Um, I mean, it's going to win no matter what on its own because it's, uh, you know, like we're cash flow positive and things like that. Like we're, you know, if somebody comes in with money and we can maybe ramp it up, then great I, i'd be willing to listen but i think what's going to happen 
is that I'm going to keep building it uh, steadily the way we are. I think the plebs are going to really support it. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to continue to tell stories. So like what I want to do is tell good stories. Um, and, uh, and one thing we want to do is make the Ross Albrecht movie, but make the real Ross Albrecht movie about what really happened. Um, and doing it all with his mother's blessing. Um, you know, like letting her say, yeah, that's what happened. Not like make sure that it's not some, you know, um, propaganda. You know, yeah, <laughs> propaganda against him. So, um, you know, movies like that is what we want to make. But um, like, so I'd say in like two years, we're probably, you know, maybe 10 original movies in. Um, and we're probably clicking, you know, at like, like north of a million subscribers and and starting to you know pick up steam to go against everybody against the big guys um and take them down because i mean they're in so much debt that like it's going to be easy to take them down that's the bunny that's the benefit is i know that they're in debt i know how much money they uh, netflix and everybody else like if they're they're they've been playing this game of pushing it off into the future as much as possible um so you know, we'll start taking them on probably in two to three years. Um, but ultimately what I see, you know, happening with Movies Plus is that this is going to be a billion dollar company because of exactly like you said, because of the decentralized server farm. Um, it's going to be open source so anybody can use it, but we will have the first mover advantage and we'll also have the advantage because we, we developed it. We were, you know, essential to the development. We were, you know, a part of the development and helped rolled it out. But it'll be like Bitcoin, where like once it's out there, like we can control it. You know, like Satoshi made it, and then and then Bitcoin went out there to the world, and it is what it is. Like I can't, you know. So eventually, Movies Plus will release this, and it will be free and open source for everyone to to build on and and collaborate, and ultimately, you know maybe probably 15 years from now i'd like to say it would be like seven years five seven years but um you know definitely by the time i'm you know retired my it it will be the it'll be when bitcoin is the standard you know base layer of money for the world the this server farm will be the standard base layer of uh the way that information is stored and transmitted throughout the world wow Lofty ambitions. Let's get going. That's what <laughs> so cool about Bitcoin. You know, big ideas, big idea, like huge. Like the idea that we can we can have uh, what is it? It's effectively a a library, right? A library that is digital, decentralized, and you cannot switch it off. Think about it like you can't burn books anymore. Yeah, all right? the digital like, books would be hosted. It's digital by... printing press that can never be deleted exactly yeah, absolutely yeah. you have you have 10 million people running nodes around the world that have this library on it you're never deleting the library you're never burning books again wow oh well good luck my friend good luck thank you so much for spending some time with me today it's been excellent uh Corey, no, last question it. is um where can people get in touch if they want to reach out uh yeah if they want to reach out i'm pretty active on twitter uh it's at Corey underscore two six that's c-o-r-y underscore t-u-c-e-k um, and then the Bitcoin Made Simple has a Twitter handle. It's a Bitcoin Simply. Um, but yeah, we have the podcast on all the available networks. And then uh, Movies Plus um, is mymoviesplus.com, but it also has a Twitter account, uh, which is mymoviesplus. Um, and it, I think there's like Instagram, whatever. I'm not the social media person there. But um, 
but uh it has all those things and um yeah we're constantly adding you know new new content on movies plus and and getting new movies and there's five bitcoin documentaries on there now um and we're adding more um because uh yeah obviously me being a bitcoiner i when i'm acquiring movies i end up finding more bitcoin movies wonderful all right well thanks so much for your time Corey. really appreciate it all right thank you bye-bye